to start the panel on infrastructure projects in Greece. So I would like to introduce our panelists. Um, Kostas Vasiliou is uh, Deputy CEO at Eurobank and is the head of uh, corporate and investment banking at Eurobank. His team um, is working on the most uh, important projects um, on the financing of the most important infrastructure acquisition projects. Uh, we also have uh, Pinelope Lazaridou. Pinelope Lazaridou is a general financial manager and executive member of the board of Yekterna, uh, which is a, a group of companies uh, mostly uh, involved in infrastructure and uh, energy. Uh, Pinelope is um, Pinelope's career before that was in, in Piraeus Bank. She was a general manager there and had several positions in Piraeus subsidiaries. She is also an active member of Women on Board, which is uh, led by the Harvard Business School. Uh, and um, she is also a member of the, of the Greek ICC, the International Chamber of Commerce. Uh, George Milonoyanis is the chairman of the board of Elactor SA, which is a construction company. Uh, and he is also the, a founding uh, partner of FMDA law firm. And then we also have Harry Sahinis, uh, who is the, um, the CEO of the Athens Water and Sewerage Company. Uh, we, we Greeks know it as ADAP. And uh, he, he has had a long career in, in the U.S. Uh, uh, leading businesses of um, Standard & Poor's and McGraw-Hill. And uh, he was also chairman of DEPA, uh, which is the largest natural gas company in Greece, and now is, is leading the, uh, the Greek, um, the Athens actually, um, Greek water and sewerage um, company, which is serving half of the population of Greece. Now, it seems that we have um, three executive um, persons from the, the infrastructure sector of the economy, and we also have a banker. So I will start with the banker. And uh, the, the first question is, Costas, do you, do you think so many people talk about investment uh, spring in Greece. Do you believe that this is correct? Do you believe that this uh, is uh, indeed something that is reflected in your experience? And, and if so, what are the, the most important um, areas uh, driving the, the investment growth? Uh, good morning, Anastasia, and Athanasia, uh, and uh, good morning uh, to all. Thank you for uh, the question. Uh, as a banker, uh, naturally, I will uh, I will address uh, the question uh, with uh, with uh, numbers and uh, facts. Um, I, I believe that uh, the answer is uh, clearly yes, in a sense that uh, we are uh, in the beginning of uh, an investment uh, spring uh, in Greece. Actually, 2022. It's going to be the first uh, year uh, following uh, after 2009 that we're going to have a positive uh, balance uh, 
in uh, the investments uh, in the country. And when we speak about positive balance, uh, we mean uh, practically that uh, the gross investments are higher than uh, the actual depreciation of uh, the investments assets in the country. In uh, 2021, uh, we had uh, a record uh, in the last uh, 20 years of uh, FDI in the country with uh, 5.5 uh, billion uh, euros or 3% uh, of uh, the country's uh, GDP. And uh, we have every evidence because actually we are uh, in the last month of uh, 2022 that uh, this uh, record year will be broken uh, in 2022. We expect that uh, 21, 22, and uh, 23, uh, the increase in the investments as a percent of GDP will reach almost uh, 8%. Uh, However, uh, we have uh, a very large uh, uh, journey in front of us, and because uh, the gap is uh, higher, we'll give you uh, two numbers. Uh, the, uh, the unfortunate uh, reduction of uh, the Greek uh, uh, crisis in the last uh, uh, 10 years uh, in, uh, in the actual uh, investments and in the assets of the country was close to 100 billion uh, euros. So you understand that uh, we need uh, such uh, growth uh, rates for at least uh, a decade uh, in front of us just uh, to cover the deficit that has been created uh, during the crisis. Now you asked me which are uh, the sectors that are driving uh, this uh, growth. Uh, we see growth uh, in uh, every sector of the economy, but uh, five uh, areas uh, were identified as the main uh, growth sectors. Uh, first is uh, infrastructures and uh, infrastructure and commercial real estate. Uh, we see a lot of uh, activity in uh, roads uh, through concessions uh, in uh, the airports of uh, the country, which are uh, critically important uh, uh, for the tourism as well, uh, in uh, ports uh, and uh, also in commercial real estate. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of activity, again, due to the crisis in the last uh, 10 years, so we see a lot of developments uh, for uh, uh, green uh, buildings and a lot of uh, demand. The sector sector is uh, definitely energy, uh, backed by the decarbonization. Uh, there we see a lot of investments backed uh, by major privatizations uh, on a 360-degree basis, and this is the important thing uh, in the country. So we see investments uh, in the infrastructure of uh, gas pipelines. Uh, we see a lot of investments in the high and medium uh, voltage, which is a prerequisite in order to have investments in the power generation uh, sector. And we see major investments both in, uh, uh, in what we call basic uh, base uh, load uh, power generation of the country, so uh, uh, energy generators with uh, natural gas, but also renewable, uh, uh, renewable energy. This is extremely important because uh, we believe that in the next uh, years it's going to be a new form uh, of uh, exports uh, for uh, the country and uh, helps uh, a lot in the autonomy of uh, the country uh, from uh, in its energy uh, and especially these days due to the Russian invasion in uh, Ukraine, uh, Greece uh, will play uh, a significant uh, uh, role on that front. The third sector is uh, telecommunications and uh, digital transformation. We see a lot of investments uh, both in uh, fiber uh, uh, optics uh, across uh, the country, but also in 5G uh, technology, which is extremely, again, uh, uh, it's extremely important primarily for uh, the tourism uh, uh, sector, but also we see a lot of investments uh, uh, on um, data uh, 
uh, on data centers and new technology. Of course, tourism. I'm not going to elaborate on, uh, on this one. It's on the forefront of the economy always. And last but not least, we see, which is very positive, a lot of investments uh, in, uh, in uh, the core uh, industry, uh, primarily industries that are extrovert and uh, they're focusing on, uh, on exports. Thank you. Okay, and is there enough capital available? Is there any, any risk because of the, uh, as to the viability of those projects because of the rising interest rates? What do you think? Um, look, I mean, uh, that, that's, a very, that's a very good question because we're talking about a lot of uh, investments and always the question is uh, how these investments uh, uh, will, be, will be financed. Uh, as you can imagine, again, uh, I will talk with numbers. First of all, the envelope of uh, these investments, uh, we calculate them at around uh, 32 to 38 billion within the next uh, four years. Uh, you have equity, and on the equity side, uh, it's uh, very fortunate that there is tremendous interest uh, in Greece, both from uh, Greek uh, strategic and financial investors, but uh, also from international strategic and financial investors. I can give uh, many uh, many examples, but uh, we see a lot of uh, large uh, tickets investing in Greece uh, in the last, uh, uh, in the last uh, two years. Then you have on the debt side, you have debt capital markets, and then you have uh, Greek international uh, banks. There the news, uh, unfortunately, uh, is, uh, is on one side uh, weighted. Why? Because uh, debt capital markets these days uh, are open globally, but uh, they're not very competitive, so there is uh, availability, but uh, not in competitive uh, terms. And unfortunately, international banks are totally commercial banks, totally absent uh, from uh, the country. Uh, thankfully, we have supranationals that uh, they are very active. On the positive side, we have uh, Greek banks, and I'm not saying that uh, as a Greek uh, banker, it's, uh, it's uh, factual, that uh, following dealing with uh, the legacy issues, uh, the Greek banks now have uh, uh, good capital and uh, a lot of uh, liquidity to finance uh, these, uh, these uh, projects and with the support of um, other sources, and uh, this is uh, extremely important, uh, uh, like RRF, uh, we expect that uh, these projects we will need approximately 24 billion uh, debt uh, in order to be implemented in the next uh, three years. So we expect that uh, 8 billion will be through the RRF and the remaining 16 billion by primarily the four systemic uh, banks. This is, uh, this is uh, an amount that could be easily handled uh, by the Greek banks. The only, uh, uh, the only uh, question, uh, there is a little bit of concentration uh, uh, risk because uh, there's a lot of concentration in specific uh, areas and specific uh, uh, groups. Uh, the banks, uh, not only, they have a lot of appetite because all these sectors are what we call uh, in the banking sector defensive uh, uh, sectors because it's the key infrastructure of uh, the country. So if you're not going to finance the key infrastructure of the country, then uh, what else uh, you will finance? Now you asked about uh, interest uh, rates and how this will affect uh, uh, the investments. Uh, naturally, someone would uh, have said that uh, in a rising environment of interest rate, uh, then uh, the investors uh, might uh, be scared or might be a little bit uh, skeptical if they, will, if they will move on with investments or not. We don't see any such evidence in Greece uh, so far because on the end of the day, the investors primarily will uh, review what is the IRR that uh, they will achieve from uh, 
the, the investment center. It seems that uh, the, the returns that they expect uh, from their projects uh, in Greece uh, are uh, good enough uh, to move on. Also in Greece, we have uh, uh, an amazing opportunity and a unique opportunity across uh, Europe, which is uh, the Recovery and Resilient uh, Fund. Uh, I don't know how our guests are familiar with it, but uh, primarily 50% uh, of uh, the investment, uh, uh, if eligible, could be financed uh, through RRF, jointly with the commercial banks. And uh, this is uh, through fixed rates at a very, very competitive uh, rate. So in this uh, environment, uh, it's amazing uh, progressing with an investment that 50% uh, of the debt uh, is going to be at uh, fixed uh, rates for 12 years at a very, very competitive uh, rate. So if uh, uh, any one-year, uh, first-year analyst uh, uh, in a company will run uh, the numbers, uh, the RRR actually is not, uh, is not affected. So Greece, because of this uh, unique uh, situation, actually I, I don't see any problem of uh, holding back investments. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Penelope, uh, do you believe that the infrastructure projects can act as a remedy uh, to, uh, to, to basically protect against the Soviet economic downturn? Do you see any challenges there? First of all, it's an honor to be here uh, in person with uh, all you valuable colleagues and friends uh, in Dayton. Uh, I remember that during, uh, I will do During the Great Depression, the famous British economy, John Keynes, argued that government spending and investment can uh, have a positive impact on output employment and economic stability. Uh, now, more recent literature affirms this argument, putting a GDP multiplier of more than two uh, for every euro spent on infrastructure projects. So the answer is inevitably yes, infrastructure increased GDP and subject to programs mag uh, magnitude can improve uh, uh, the economic metrics. Greece stands at a turning point as there is an influx of investment programs, tapping some of the most dynamic sectors of our economy. According to a recent study and further to what uh, Costens mentioned, total investment projects in Greece for the next three years um, are estimated uh, at circa 23 billion. Yekterna participates in this investment uh, spree by an amount of um, roughly uh, 7 billion, and I can assure that more is yet uh, to come. Uh, specifically, the contribution of Yekterna in uh, its core operating segment of transportation, infrastructure, and energy, both rest and conventional power generation, exceeds 4% of the total investment in this sector. So, countries swapping investment program is funded uh, by diverse portfolio of sources, uh, by FDIs, by RRF, uh, domestic investors, national funds. Financing this ambitious and inspiring infrastructure investment scheme will not be easy, so I fully share your concerns um, raised through your question, and we need to be mindful and vigilant about the risk that can actually jeopardize this unique once-in-a-generation opportunity to upgrade our country's economic leak. Uh, regarding risk, I will summarize and underline that uh, all of you 
know that neither funds nor resources are infinite. So people responsible for selecting, approving, promoting investment scheme must prioritize investments depending on how much GDP any geocreative this investment could be. If the financial system lacks stability, we will never be, be able to deploy this aspiring national investment program. So uh, the financial result and the position of all Greek systemic banks are impressive and even compared to with European peers. So I'm confident about their ability to empower the national investment endeavor by Tom uh, also be quite mindful of the risk that we became complacent uh, and taking things for granted. Uh, so political systems need to continue to safeguard financial stability and to resist the temptation of putting this into the national election agenda. Uh, there are tape risk. Peter Dacker, famous management consultant, once said that culture is strategy for breakfast. Well, the same goes here for procedures and implementation, which can easily eat for breakfast, even the most aspiring investment program. So we must vigilant about the red type and the execution risk. There are also other risks uh, regarding the current economic condition, uh, interest rate and inflation in raw materials and energy. But um, uh, what uh, I believe uh, is that all these risks can be at least partly balanced through financial and contractual hedging. So ultimately, there will be an impact on projects or returns performance uh, but it's not expected that will alter the economics for the large uh, players. And as a closing rem uh, remark, uh, I would like to highlight the need to proceed uh, with uh, this ambitious infrastructure program because it is these investments that, among other things, secure countries and stability once we become investment grade. The external group with the decision management team and the consistent track record of developing infrastructure projects with ESG characteristic for over two decades has the competitive advantage to play a leading role and a major uh, contributor uh, in this uh, serious initiative. Thank you, Anastasia. George, <clears throat> could you identify any challenges um, that are relevant to the implementation of infrastructure projects? And could you also tell us if these challenges are just, so to say, unique for Greece? Thank you, Athanasia. Uh, thank you for being uh, invited in such a prominent event. Uh, unfortunately, I have to say yes, there are challenges. Uh, however, I have to clarify from the very beginning that such challenges are not uh, related exclusively to Greece. I could say, and I will revert to that at the end of uh, my statement, that uh, Greece is less affected than other EU countries of the challenges that uh, I will outline. Uh, we all know that the decade 2020 to 2030 is uh, what I call the unexpected, the, the, the of the unexpected facts. We all know nobody could ever expect or imagine that uh, 100 years following the end of uh, the Spanish flu, another pandemic would uh, occur in Europe. 
or uh, 75 years following the end of the Second War, we would have a war in the European territory. These facts, apart from the tragedy of the victims, of uh, the people who lost their lives or their houses and all of that, they had, they had some uh, side effects. The side effects are the double-digit inflation, the interruption in uh, the supplies chain, uh, the increase of the raw material to a degree higher than uh, the, what we call inflation. And uh, I can say that uh, the companies like our group are more affected of uh, these uh, facts for the reason that uh, infrastructure projects are long-lasting. There is a, dis a disadvantage that pricing should be given from, should be fixed from the very beginning and it's uh, almost impossible to predict uh, during the implementation, which may last uh, three, five, six years or more, what is going to happen, and of course it's impossible to predict the facts that we all experienced the last years. In addition, speaking about challenges, uh, we have the deglobalization, which uh, means that uh, capitals cannot move as in the past. We all know that there are countries which are restricted from the export of capitals. And another D, I have to add another D, which is defense. We all know that uh, Germany, for example, has announced a budget for defense amounting to 100 billion euros. It's obvious that uh, resources are, are not endless and uh, such amounts will not be injected in the real economy. Uh, now coming to Greece and to the second part of your question. I said from the very beginning that Greece has not been affected as, uh, as other EU countries. And uh, this is not a vague statement. Mr. Vasiliou told us some, said us um, some figures that are evidencing that, for example, uh, after a long-lasting crisis, we had a decrease in unemployment. We have a growth which is maybe the highest within the European Union. And the most important is that there are many companies investing in Greece. We have funds uh, either with, in the form of direct investment, as it happened in our group, in a Lactor group, or investment through concessions and participations in infrastructure projects. So uh, I think I have responded to your query, Athanasia. Mm -hmm. So talking about the nat natural resources, I think water is probably the most precious, and therefore what are the infrastructure plans for water? Harry? Okay, um, very nice to be here and thank you for the question. Uh, we already spoke about some of the challenges that we're all facing, including uh, geopolitical challenges, uh, the economic crisis, uh, inflation, and so on. And uh, in the water industry, there is one more crisis to take into account, and uh, that is the climate crisis. 
So serving half the population of uh, Greece, uh, about 5 million people, we have to take that into account as well and see what we're doing. Now, obviously, uh, I'm going to talk more about uh, drinking water, but uh, let's think about uh, the opportunities actually that exist in uh, this environment, even for water that is for agricultural purposes, uh, which is about 80% of the uh, total uh, water use in Greece. And uh, the important thing to know there is that there are several uh, PPPs that are going to go ahead from the agricultural ministry and that are going to give opportunities to a lot of uh, the construction companies. But uh, let's focus a little bit on uh, uh, ADAP and the drinking water. Uh, there is no water scarcity right now, but uh, looking at uh, what may happen in the future because of the climate crisis, one has to think ahead and uh, to figure out what uh, we can do now to prevent any possible crisis in the future. So one of the things that we're focusing on and we're going to be spending possibly about 500 million uh, euros on this uh, is reducing our non-revenue water, reducing the leaks, and we're going to do that uh, in two ways. One is to replace uh, some of the uh, old water networks that are in uh, Athens. And the other one is, uh, and that is something that we're going to decide on in 2023, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a positive decision, and we're going to move uh, forward with this, is uh, installing um, uh, water meters, uh, electronic smart uh, meters, and that's going to help us uh, with uh, reducing the non-revenue water and uh, provide uh, the ability to users uh, to regulate uh, their uh, water usage. Another big project that uh, we're working on and uh, uh, we're going to be spending, we actually have started spending uh, 800 or investing actually 800 million euros on this is uh, putting all new uh, wastewater networks in eastern Attica. Uh, this is a project, one, the 800 million uh, euro mark may sound really huge, it is huge, but 90% of that uh, is actually financed by the European Union, uh, so that's the good news. Um, we're moving forward with that. It's going to last for another five to seven years until we implement that. Uh, this is going to improve uh, the services that we provide uh, to uh, the community. But on top of that, all the water that is being generated from uh, these new uh, wastewater treatment plants is going to be used for irrigation uh, in uh, the area around the Athens airport. Uh, beyond that, we're also looking at uh, taking advantage of the second largest water, uh, wastewater treatment plant in Europe. Uh, that's a plant uh, that uh, we run together uh, with uh, some um, companies that are represented here in the panel, uh, and the idea there is to replace a lot of the water that we use for industrial uses to replace it with uh, recycled water from that uh, wastewater uh, treatment plant. And also we have assigned uh, about 250 million uh, euros for uh, uh, moving towards net zero. Uh, we have already built some uh, photovoltaic plants. Uh, we are planning and studying to build some hydro plants as well. And the idea is uh, to be able to be a net zero water company uh, by uh, 2030. Overall, um, uh, this accounts for about 1.6 billion uh, euros in investment. A big part of that is financed by the European Union. Uh, we are always looking uh, 
in all the different programs that are available in Greece, but also directly programs available by the European Union to see how we can finance uh, some of the projects that we want to do. Uh, we also have 250 million euros in uh, cash, uh, and we have no debt. So there, uh, the news is that uh, we, we need to move to some uh, better capital structure, uh, but that gives us an opportunity to invest the money uh, where we uh, uh, need to uh, make some positive changes uh, for the uh, people in uh, the Athens area. Uh, so all, all of this with our partners in the construction industry, we're supporting the economy and we're trying to ensure the uninterrupted supply of water and that is actually quality water at very reasonable prices. We have the second lowest prices in all of Europe. So what are the social and governance issues for water? Yeah, right. Uh, obviously, I talked about the east side of VSG up until now, uh, and that is actually both. I talked about water and what we're doing to reduce the leakages, and I talked about energy and all the plans to move to net zero, but uh, uh, all of the things that I talked about and uh, all these investments are targeting the people of Athens, so we have a big S there in uh, our minds. Uh, but the most interesting part in our case is uh, the governance part uh, because in uh, governance uh, it, it is relatively complex. Um, we are owned 50% uh, plus uh, one share by the state. Uh, we talk directly with uh, five uh, ministries. Uh, the Ministry of Economy uh, through the Superfund is our shareholder, uh, but uh, the rules are set uh, by the Ministry of Energy. Uh, the Ministry of Infrastructure is the ministry that uh, oversees us. So, but that's okay. All, all those are European and uh, Greek rules uh, that ensure the quality of the water and the security of supply. So we, we're used to work on that. Uh, also, though, because we're a listed company, uh, that's also good news for the investors because that provides them with uh, some security and uh, we have to abide by all the capital market rules. And finally, and actually I think, actually not finally, this is number three of uh, the governance. Uh, there are four items in the on the governance. Uh, so number three on the governance is uh, the fact that even though there is a regulatory framework, it has not been applied yet, but a new regulator is coming into place. Mm -hmm. uh, they are going to be voted uh, in uh, by parliament uh, in uh, January of uh, 2023, so a month from now. Uh, having the new regulator in place uh, will uh, bring uh, clarity for our revenues and uh, for our profitability uh, for the next several years. Uh, and the, the fourth item of governance is the overall ESG governance, which now we are self-governed with all the ESG principles. But the idea here is that uh, the European Union is also going to provide some ESG guidelines uh, that we're going to also have to abide with. So o overall, if, if you look at all of that, we're naturally an e-company of ESG, naturally an S-company, and definitely the governance, uh, we, we are balancing all the different stakeholders, and I think that is uh, for the good of the company, the uh, community, and our investors. Thank you. And Penelope, with respect to the infrastructure uh, investments, how does this work together with the ESG values and 
priorities? Thank you for the questions. Although this question could easily be a PhD thesis, I strongly believe that uh, you do not really need the PhD in order to understand this. Uh, any type of infrastructure project always support at least uh, uh, two out of the three ESG criteria. For some cases, it is self-explanatory. For example, renewable energy uh, go hand by hand uh, with environmental and social targets of the energy movement. Renewable energy promotes the monumental goal of reducing carbon emissions. Based on uh, EBRD uh, study, total investment in renewable energy increase are estimated for the next seven years at 10 billion, allowing the country to reach a total installed capacity of 25 giga, uh, with the external group budgeting more than 6 billion for the same period. The same goes for infrastructure projects in waste and water management both protecting the environment and promoting a wider usage of um, valuable natural resources. Uh, based on Greek state announcement, the Greece PPP portfolio on waste and water for the next four years are equal to 1.4 billion and 0.9 billion respectively, with the Ectena Group having invested already 0.2 billion in waste management projects. However, there are other energy infrastructure projects with more indirect ESG implication. For example, the Trans-Adriatic Pipeline, the IGB, the underplanning is the Medgas Pipeline with a budget more than 11 billion. Uh, electricity interconnection between Greece, Cyprus, Israel, uh, early estimation for a budget uh, of uh, 3 billion, and electricity interconnection between Creta, mainland of Greece, uh, and Egypt, early estimation for a budget 3.5 billion. All these are environmental uh, conscious, uh, promote growth, uh, um, diversify the energy mix, uh, and promote also the stability of the region. Yekterna um, uh, aspires to play an active role in all these projects, and indeed it is already a critical actor in some of them. Uh, now, it's interesting the correlation between the digital and ESG. According to the Greek state, the budget for digital infrastructure will exceed 1.3 billion in the next years. This type of project, of course, will contribute to the digital transformation of the country, will improve the know-how for people, but these are the evident benefits of digital infrastructure, referring to social principle of the ESG acronym. But there is also another, less visible, but value-accretive implication caused by digital investments. This relates to transparency, inclusion, meritocracy, all promoted by digital investment, and ultimately leading to enhanced governance, which is the third principle of the EAG acronym. Yekterna actively participates in digital infrastructure pro projects like the Ultrafast Broad Bank with Avmie, aiming to improve internet connectivity through a fiber optics network. Uh, more customer infrastructure projects like transformation concession also add to EG values and a related, again, EBRD study showcases that sustainable transformation investment is a key enabler of economic growth and trade 
providing the network, providing the services on which uh, the economics depends. Yecterna is the proud donor and sponsor to some of the most emblematic transportation concessions in Greece, uh, well known like the Nean Kendriki Odo 720 km five years in operation, the participation only be those 200 km five years in operation again. New uh, project will add to our concession portfolio Ignatia 900 kilometers and the north um, axis, the participation of the north axis of Creta, uh, the PPP, and uh, last but not least, uh, the Castelli International Airport in Heraklio, under development in process, the second largest airport in our country. Closing my response, I would like to highlight that the promotion of the EEG principle through the deployment of infrastructure project is not a type of recent um, times. Uh, it's not just a politically um, correct trend. It is a value creative investment, and as, as uh, Milton Friedman, um, the late Nobel Prize uh, winner and Ivy League professor, once wrote back in 1970 in his famous New York Times article, there is one and only one social responsibility of business to use its resources and engage in activities designed to increase its profit as long as it engages in open and free competition without deception or fraud. So engaging in infrastructure, investing, is the safest way both to pursue the EG values but also to maximize values for the shareholders. Thank you, Penelope. And George, there is this, the, the priority for the EU under the, the transform policies because of the pandemic is among others to ensure smart, inclusive, and sustainable growth. So how does sustainability um, work together with infrastructure projects? Thank you, Athanasia. I will, uh, I will start with a question. So sustainability is a burden or an opportunity? Mm -hmm. uh, there is no doubt that uh, the EU initiatives concerning sustainable development should be taken into consideration by all markets and all companies, including, of course, the infrastructure projects. There, are, there is an endless number of acronyms, CBAM, non-financial reporting, ESG, Net Zero, Mr. Schiamis, who is sitting here, could give us many, many examples of that, and hopefully in in uh, the next session. So, uh, in addition to that, uh, acronyms which, of course, uh, reflect obligations for the companies and impose obligations. Uh, some of the latest uh, instructions of uh, the EU discussed in uh, minister councils, which are very interesting, I believe, is the development of uh, infrastructure of alternative fuel, development of infrastructure related to refuel EU aviation, fuel EU maritime, uh, in addition, of course, to the famous fit for 55, which is the obligation to reduce by 55% the CO2 emissions by 2030. Remains so all, all these issues remain priority for the EU. Uh, infrastructure projects 
should be oriented to the satisfaction of the requirements that uh, uh, EU imposes in connection with uh, sustainability. In addition, uh, when we have to, for instance, make a new motorway, we have to think about uh, electric vehicles, but also infrastructure related to ports and to airports should uh, consider the concept of uh, alternative fueling. The storage of energy is also a new parameter. I'm convinced that all entities uh, involved in infrastructure projects, uh, namely civil engineering companies, uh, designers, developers, have a deep knowledge of the needs of the projects for meeting the sustainability criteria. Uh, large groups like Lactor, apart from being prepared to meet the construction needs of sustainable, let's say, projects, are directly involved in sustainable investment and renewables and waste management. So the first part, uh, namely the, uh, ob the, the obligation to meet the requirements of EU, is a burden. The next issue, the involvement in sustainable projects like waste management, uh, is an opportunity. And uh, I have to thank you, Harris, for mentioning the cooperation that we had in uh, waste management. So uh, I think I have responded, Athanasia. And I think uh, there is some optimism among the panel. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>